Matt Gates wants to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and the hosts of The View are flipping out. M&Ms are back, and another candidate joins the Republican race, and the leftist media is flipping out. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, I was not again off again yesterday. It's just this cold was killing me. I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, hopefully, this is I won't be coughing all through today's episode like I was yesterday. I couldn't even function yesterday. There was just no way. No, it's not COVID, and no, it's nothing big. It's just a, a cold. It's really cold here in California right now. I think at this moment it might have just gotten over 50 degrees, but this morning, last night, last couple nights, it's been under 30 in the morning. So it, it's been really cold, and I think basically caught a cold or maybe even not even a cold just maybe it's just the air the dry air dry cold air is messing with me okay so with that being said i will probably do a pot i don't see why i won't do a podcast tomorrow i've got a lot to say but i definitely need to catch up because the first story is actually something that came up last week and i just didn't want to forget about it so let's get to the news All right, so East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, folks are flipping out over there because apparently the pollution from that crash train is far worse than the government is leading on. People are complaining about being sick. People are complaining that uh, uh, their animals are dying. Um, fish are dying in the streams. So they had a meeting yesterday. Now, there were two noticeable absences from this meeting. One was uh, Northfolk Southern, who didn't show up. They're the ones that own the train line that crashed. They didn't show up uh, at, at the last minute because they felt they would be, their physical bodies might be in harm of anyone representing Nor- Norfolk Southern. So with the bravery that they had, um, they just decided, no, we're just not going to show up. And then the other person that didn't show up was Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Everyone was wondering, what was the point of having this town meeting if the two main players that are trying to figure out what's going on with this whole mess is they didn't even bother showing up? Now, here's something shocking, too. It's just really odd. Uh, Oh, a couple of things coming out. Pete Buttigieg probably didn't bother showing up because he was too busy trying to figure out how to blame Donald Trump for this crash. Well, he figured it out. He actually figured it out. So, basically, he tweeted. And, of course, he's not being interviewed. No one's really talking. He's not walking into public and talking about this. He's too busy worrying about construction workers being too white and bridges being racist. But he had said uh, that this was Trump's fault because Trump had removed a regulation having something to do with breaking when they go through small towns. So essentially, if a train is going through a small town and the train doesn't have to, uh, the train doesn't have to slow down, it'll just speed through the town. Well, the... 
there was a law that said you had to slow down. This was an Obama law. You have to slow down when you go through the town. Well, Trump thought that was stupid, and he just removed the law. Now, mind you, that doesn't explain why the train overturned. We still don't know why that's happening. But Pete Buttigieg said, decided, well, he took away that regulation. So let's just blame Trump. So, again, that got, that got absolutely torn apart online. I mean, it's 2023. Trump left office in 2021, the beginning of 2021. It's been, it's been almost three years. It's time to get over it. Time to get over it. Stop blaming Trump for everything. The economy is not Trump's fault. Nothing is Trump's fault here. Now, what goes along with this is there have been now two other uh, train derailments over the last week. Actually, three over the last week, not including the one in uh, Palestine, Ohio. Today, there was another train derailment with toxic chemicals on board in Michigan. And of course, this weekend, there was another one in Texas. I believe it was a Houston, Texas. And I can't remember where the third, I want to say the third was in Louisiana. It's absolutely amazing that all of these trains are derailing all the time. Now, I decided to look this up. <coughs> Apparently, train derailments are actually pretty common. Uh, one paper, one paper I read said there were something like sixteen hundred train derailments a year, but I did a little bit more digging. There are actually about a thousand derailments a year, so this is actually a pretty common issue. Uh, most of the derailments are because tracks are broken, tracks went offline, things like that. In California, that's a big deal. We have earthquakes all the time. They may not be big earthquakes, but they can adjust a, tr a rail just a little bit, and that would make it that the train would derail. I mean, I know in California, we've had a few derailments. This is just nothing new. Uh, sometimes there's some stuff on the rat tracks also that'll, that'll shake a train up uh, when it's going really fast. So it's actually pretty common. All right, so let's get to what else. Diane Feinstein has released a press statement, sort of, uh, saying that she will not run for re-election about time. She's 89 years old, and she doesn't look well. If you know Diane Feinstein, she looks like she's actually lost just tons of weight, and she's 89 years old. She doesn't seem to be all that sharp either. I mean, she is 89 years old. Maybe it's just time to go into the sunset. Now, here's what the thing was. Um, she did complain that the press release, she had no idea that it was going to be released. So the question is, and, and then when she was interviewed about it, she actually said, well, I didn't know they released that yet. She, she did, she did make, it, make it sound like she was going to retire. I mean, she is 89 years old. You can, you're rich. You can stay at home for a few years before you die. I mean, why go to Washington, D.C. all the time? But she, she is, she's decided to go. <coughs> now, un, outside of the fact that she hired a Chinese spy to drive her around for 20 years, I actually really never minded Diane Feinstein. I thought she was okay. She was more of a, she was not really a progressive Democrat. She was kind of almost a centrist Democrat. 
Some of her policies were way out there. But I, I never minded her. I, it, it's She's not the worst thing to come out of San Francisco, e.g. Um, e. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. But she's not too bad. In other news, Mars Corporation, uh, the makers of M&Ms, decided to get rid of the cartoon candies because they decided to go woke. And then they went woke and they went broke and they decided to... But they found out that their new idea wasn't working. Okay, if you didn't watch the podcast, uh, let me just explain the story. So about two weeks ago, and I did bring this up in a podcast, Mars Corporation decided that they wanted to go feminist and have girl a girls all the girl candies in the one pack. So you got the girl candies are, I think, yellow. I'd have to look them up, but I think they're yellow, purple things like that colors like that i'm not sure i mean let me see i well whatever it is i'm not going to look it up but they had only the girl candies representative of their marketing program using the the cartoon candies in a pack and they started talking and then the pack was upside down so m&ms was right side up and then the pack was upside down and their slogan was overturning sexism that that's it didn't go out well. Now, I tried to buy this pack just because I thought it would be funny. I thought I'd give it to my dad or something. I couldn't even find him anywhere. Well, it didn't work out. Apparently, people just mocked this relentlessly. They had nothing but problems with this. So M&M's decided, you know what? We're just going to get rid of the cartoon candies because there was just way too much, I guess, controversy with cartoon M&M's. I don't know. So they decided to bring back, uh, bring a spokesman named Maya Rudolph into the scene. Now, you might be asking why Maya Rudolph, I don't know. And nobody really knew. They just looked at it. So Maya Rudolph, who is kind of a has-been actress, is going to represent M&M's. Whatever. So she did a commercial on the Super Bowl. <coughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Commercial. Very forgettable. I can't even. I did. I did see it. I just. I can't remember anything about it. Then, right after the Super Bowl, the uh, Mars Corporation M and M's. They actually made a big announcement. I can't believe we were actually put on pause. Huh, am I anxious about being back? Does it seem like I am? I'm glad to be back because this is what I was made for. I mean, as a walking, talking candy, my options are pretty limited. That's right. They brought the candies back, and the commercial was a 10-second commercial with all the M&Ms with the different colors. I mean, obviously, this was a marketing ploy. ploy. Uh, it didn't work because no one cared. I, I didn't. I, I didn't even see that commercial. I saw it the next day. But okay, if that's what you want, go for it. In other news, and the last bit of news, kind of sad news. One of the hottest mo- women in movie history passed away. Raquel Welch died at the age of 82. She was huge in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. She was a Playboy playmate. Um, she was a real icon. I mean, the woman was gorgeous in her in her 70s. She was just a beautiful human being. And she was nice, apparently. She was very, very friendly. She did a lot of, she did a lot of charity. Just a good person. And, you know, it's sad when someone like that passes away. 
Okay. So now let's get into our first story of the day. So this was something really dumb. I don't know why this happened, but Matt Gates decided to make a splash in the new Congress. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to force the House Judiciary Com- Committee to say the Pledge of Allegiance before they started any of their business. All Democrats on the Judiciary Committee voted against this. And you know something? I'll say this. I understand why they weren't interested in doing this again. This was a complete garbage thing for him to do. This was just to get him, get the Democrats online saying, we don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Here's the thing. Congress has to say the Pledge of Allegiance every day before congressional business. They have to go out there, say the Pledge of Allegiance. Jerry Nadler, who's been made into the big villain here, he pointed this out. How many times do we have to say this a day? It's not that he doesn't say, it doesn't want to say it, but he says, we already say it. Seems redundant to say it again. And I have to tell you, I got his point. It seems like this is just a waste. This was just another stunt. I mean, we already know that Democrats hate the Pledge of Allegiance. We already know Jerry Nandler doesn't want to say under God anywhere. But whatever, not a big deal. And, and to be honest with you, it's just not a big deal. But the girls on The View, the morons on The View, decided to go off on Matt Gates. And you might you might say this is The View podcast today because I've got them all over the place. God, I don't understand how that that show stays on air. These gals are just so stupid. So here's Whoopi Goldberg. She goes off on this rant about Fox News. Now, I understand why she want she went on this rant. Greg Gutfeld of The Gutfeld Show just basically went off on the ladies of The View over this Pledge of Allegiance thing. So she didn't even bother talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. She just started railing on Fox uh, about Fox News. Let's listen. So we're... <coughs> So everybody is clear because, you know, Fox loves to to come after us every day. They don't they don't do their work. They come at us for doing what we're supposed to do, which was give you our opinion. That's the beautiful thing about America. In America, we can still each give our opinion. Yeah. And you don't have to like it. (laughs) It's just somebody's opinion. But I find that the people who are always saying, well, you know, they are anti. We're not anti-America. The beauty of America is you can say, hey, this is what's wrong with America and we can fix it. That's what they're supposed to be doing instead of asking people to do what they already do every day, which is say the play. Okay, just a few things about this rant. First off, and by the way, this was last week. I just thought it was funny to hear these guys. Ubi <coughs> says that they're not anti-America. Yeah, wait till Sonny Hostin starts talking. They're anti-America. They always have been. Now, I'm not going to defend Fox News for supporting Gates on this. I, I don't think there's any reason Gates should have done this. And sometimes you can actually say... You know, Gates didn't need to do this. It, it was kind of a waste of time. I don't even think this was worth covering by Fox. But Fox News doesn't talk about the hens on The View because Fox News hates The View. They talk about the hens on The View because they say such stupid crap. And the ones that talk about The View primarily are The Five, Tucker Carlson, and um, the Gut- Greg Gutfeld show. 
That's really the only guys who talk about him. Now, you listen to other media, let's say Dave Rubin, or, or you listen to uh, Shapiro, The Daily Wire. They talk about him all the time because they just, they say such stupid crap. And by the way, no one is trying to get rid of The View. Fox News has never said, tried to get The View banned. They just make fun of them for saying stupid crap. And they do. Stop. If you don't want to get on Fox News, stop saying stupid crap. That's it. Um, here is... Now let me play you something that Whoopi said that I believe is right. And I gotta, I gotta give it to her. When she's right, she's right. Here she is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and this is the Judiciary Committee, right? So wouldn't it be better show of patriotism to be working on issues like police violence, mass shooting, prison reforms, you know, it, it, you know, this, you know, people, I, I don't know what it's going to take for them to recognize that people don't, they're not, fool, we're not fooling around, the people in the United States are not fooling around. You wasted everybody's time yeah. suggesting your people do what they already do. Yeah. What What is well, this waste he, of time? Well, you know. Okay, outside of the garbage that she's talking about as far as gun violence and all that. She's right. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it to her. She is right. This is a waste of time. Do your job. And this is what I would have liked to have heard from Fox News. Now, you, you, I heard it on, let's say, The Daily Wire, The Blaze. They did, they did all say that. I said, why is he even doing this? This is worthless. But she's right there. But some people say Joy Behar is the dumbest on this show. Okay, but I would argue that it's got to be Sonny Hostin. And the reason I would say it's Sonny Hostin is because she spent so much money becoming a lawyer. You couldn't believe this was this is an actual, I think, Harvard trained lawyer. I don't know where, what, where she where she goes to school, but she's a lawyer, at least with Joy Behar, who's always been just kind of a celebrity. She's got an excuse to be dumb. This gal is supposed to be smart. And she does nothing but says stupid crap. Well, she she's got a reason why um, she's got a reason why uh, the Pledge of Allegiance is a ba is bad. Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. Everything is racist in 2020. Yeah, who didn't see that coming? So let's listen to what Sonny's got to say. Well, I was, I, I was gonna just say, you know, I mean, we know he's a hypocrite, you know, yeah, and, and, and a, a lot of a lot of the, those folks that have been newly appointed to that committee yeah. are hypocrites. The problem that I have is with this narrative of, of American exceptionalism, exceptionalism that we've been taught since we were kids. I mean, I I set the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, all through yeah. my life in school, and then when I got into college, I took an African American history course, and I started realizing that the actual Pledge of Allegiance doesn't apply to a lot of our citizens. Well, they weren't including us. They, yeah, it hasn't we, yeah. met the, the dream of being exceptional. It hasn't met this country, hasn't met this dream of being this beacon on a hill. And so I think to, the Supreme Court has already ruled you can't force anyone to take the pledge. But I think until we really meet the, 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 the promise of what this country could truly be, mm -hmm. then we shouldn't be touting us out as, as exceptionalists. Mm -hmm. This is the problem with leftists. They they just continually compare this country to every other country. Well, they think every other country is great. They think this country sucks. 
All right. So we can't be called exceptionalist? You know what? Ask the 150,000 people that cross the, cross the border illegally, do they think we're exceptional? Talk to people who are actual immigrants, whether or not they think this country is exceptional. Talk, go to Europe and talk to some, talk to people in France right now. Talk to people in England right now where there are riots. Talk to people in Italy. Talk to other countries and ask them, are we exceptional? Well, we've also done a, a few things. You know, we've invented flight. We've invented, we've invented the car. We've invented the manufacturing line. We've invented the telephone. We've invented the computer. We invented the television. We've invented the ability to harness nuclear energy. We've landed on the moon. We've sent spaceships to Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And we've had pictures sent back. We invented the internet. We invented the smart car, smartphone. We invented the electric vehicle. We inv I think it sounds to me we're pretty exceptional. I would dare anyone point out. I know a lot of people say, well, a car was actually invented in Germany. No, a car was invented in Germany. The car was invented here. The jet was first created here. And that's because we are an exceptional country that allows people to do what they want. As far as her saying that she didn't know what the Pledge of Allegiance meant until she went to an African-American history class, that kind of tells me all I need to know about that. Yeah, I, 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 it just shows me what the college system's like. I pledge allegiance to the flag. All you're basically saying is I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. And the other thing I always wonder with these people, like Sonny Hostin, because she, she bitches, she's worse than, than Joy Behar or Whoopi Goldberg that just hate certain people. I'm not even sure they hate the country. They do. I think they do because they just say really bad things sometimes. But here's the question for someone like Sonny Hostin. Why doesn't she move out? Go. Leave the country. No one wants you if you hate it so badly. Go somewhere else. Reminds me of an argument I had with a black friend where we were talking about the United States and he's, he kept saying, this guy was my age, which is shocking. And this guy makes probably hundred to 150000 a year, drives a Tesla. He's doing very well. And he said, this is, this is hardly the best country in the world. And I, I said, what country do you think is the... He was black. What country do you think is the best in the world? And he said, Africa. And I was like, Africa's not a country. Africa's a, a, Africa's a continent. It's a body of land. What country in Africa? South Africa, Chad, Niger, Liberia, Morocco, Somalia, Madagascar. What, what country? I said, I, because I guarantee you, there's no country in Africa that, that's going to accept you. Because you're a Christian, you're a black male, but you're Christian and you're an American. No one's going to take you. Do you think America's racist? Go go to go to Africa. Go to any African country. You're going to see racism. I mean, they're killing each other simply because they're different uh, clans. <coughs> Incredible. Okay, we'll skip this story till tomorrow. Now, this is this is kind of a big one. Yesterday, Nikki Haley. <coughs> who was the government of South Carolina and the United States ambassador to the United Nations, 
has put her hat into the uh, to run in the Republican primary race for president of the United States. So she is probably go. She is the second person to run. She used to work under Trump. Trump was the one who appointed her to ambassador. Uh, here's her announcement. Her announcement's a little long, but she she does say some good things. So let's just listen to it, and uh, then we'll talk about it. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Okay, I lied. I lied. I was gonna play. I was gonna play the entire three-minute clip, and then I, as I'm when I do these things, when I record these things, I actually listen to the audio uh, because sometimes when I'm cutting them up, I don't really pay that much attention, and I I didn't realize how boring that thing was. Uh, so I said, you know, screw it. Let's just get to the end. Now, there are a couple problems I have with Nikki Haley and its presentation. And that 17-minute announcement video was part of her problem. First off, she sounds extremely robotic. And I don't like that. It's like Donald Trump, there's energy. Her, she sounds like she's reading off a teleprompter. When Trump reads off a teleprompter, he says some really great things, but he's also... It's all, he's also like watching uh, paint dry. I mean, he's really boring. She's like this all the time. So this could be a bit of a problem that she's going to have during this race. The other thing that she did, which I really, it bothered me. She did mention that she was Indian, India from in, Indian from India. Okay. Um, she did mention, of course, that she's a woman. Don't do that. The first part where she said, I'm from India, she's a person of color from India, which you didn't hear because I cut it off. Um, she didn't really say she's a person of color, but she doesn't see herself as black, white, brown. She sees herself as an American. That's a great message. But then when she goes in here and says, well, I am i don't like bullies. That's why when I, I kick back and it hurts a lot more with heels, don't bring up that you're a woman either. That's irrelevant. We could have had, I believe it or not, I could think of two women who I would have loved to have seen as presidents. One I can't remember because she's been dead now for 10 years, but uh, the other one is Condoleezza Rice. I would have loved to have seen her been president because I, I like the way she carries herself. Of course, the more I learn... The other thing that I love about people like Condoleezza Rice, she has no desire to be president. That just tells me she'd be the perfect president. Okay. Now, as far as that, she's not bad. She checks all the conservative boxes. Now, I know some pundits will sit there and say, well, yeah, but she did get rid of the the um, the Confederate flag. Okay, well, but she did debate it. I mean, she didn't get rid of it, and she didn't burn it. She put it in a museum. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. And I... I think her getting rid of the flag was a slippery slope that led to the getting rid of 
um, statues and things like these. But and I'm not a big fan of the Confederate flag either. You you won't see the Confederate flag around me. But and she did other things like she bought into the George Floyd and Bubba Wallace thing. Okay, Bubba Wallace who had a who mistakened a garage door pull string for a noose. She bought into that. She should have just been quiet. I got it. But for the most part, she's a good gal, good candidate. She was a pretty decent governor. I thought she would run eventually. I did buy her book to get it signed because I was hoping one day I'd have a, another signed book by a president. Um, I think she, I don't think she has any chance against Trump or DeSantis. None. But as a matter of fact, my candidate is DeSantis. But DeSantis and Haley are a lot alike. I don't like the fact that that she's running simply because she'll take votes from DeSantis. And I think that's going to be a problem. I'd hate to think that she she runs and she stays in the competition and DeSantis ends up losing the primary simply because she took a lot of his votes. So that's going to be that's going to be a thing. I don't think she's a serious candidate. I think she is a serious personality. I think she could definitely be a president. I remember what she was like watching. I was remember watching her in the UN and she was just tearing apart people. Very Trumpian. Very Trumpian. And even Trump when he heard her announcement, he said, "Well, good for her." Good for her, because he doesn't take her as a serious candidate. He takes DeSantis as a serious candidate. But he does like her. She's a good person. Now, even though I don't think she's a serious candidate, I don't think she has a chance of winning, um, the media is scared to death of her. And you can tell they're scared to death of her because they just started tearing her apart. Ben Shapiro brought this up. Uh, he said, it's amazing that Trump was worse than Hitler and then meanwhile, and they basically say all they want is another Republican candidate that's not worse than Hitler, right? Just any candidate who could replace Trump. And every time a, a candidate steps in, they start ripping her as just like Trump. And the media is doing that right now. I don't have a lot of clips about this, but they, they, they are trashing her. So again, we're going to go to The View. <clears throat> because the view really doesn't like Nikki Haley, especially Sonny Hostin. She hates her. And she got into trouble because she dropped the race card with Nikki Haley. She was the one who sat there and said, Nikki is not an Indian name. So why is she using it? Well, first off, Nikki is an Indian name. And second off, it's her middle name, her she's her her first name i i can't even pronounce her first name uh let's take a look what it is here her first name is nimarata nikki oh here we go i'm going to do it i'm going to i'm going to go for it nimarata nikki randhawa haley that's her full name so nikki is her given name she just uses Nikki instead of Nimarata. Yeah, gee, I wonder why she does that. 
Maybe because she wanted her, her peers to be able to pronounce her name when she went to school. So she decides to pull the race card again, even though she got, Sonny got a lot of crap for doing this the first time. She does it again. Let's listen. But, you know, as governor, they keep on saying her defining moment uh, was signing legislation, removing the Confederate flag from the state capitol. She only did that after the massacre that happened at the Emanuel Church that I actually covered and spoke to those family members. She only did that. And then let's remember that after Trump came, by 2019, she was defending the Confederate flag. She said that the Charleston church shooter had hijacked the Confederate flag. No, ma'am, the Confederate flag had always been hijacked. And that, then she said that people saw it as service, sacrifice, and heritage. I see it as heresy as a person of color in this country. And so when she wants to uh, say the right thing, I think she's very much a political grifter and a chameleon. And the bar is very low because it's on the ground. Yeah. But I no, don't it's think below the ground. it's below the ground. It's in, it's in, I it's don't a, see her a as a step up from any. Okay, some things. That's the second time she's called her a chameleon. And the chameleon was that she's pushing that uh, Haley is pushing that she's Indian. I, that's what she's doing. She said the same words when she gave her crap about not really being in Indian. She basically said that, oh, well, why is she calling herself Nikki, Nikki Haley? Why doesn't she use her first name? Well, I just told you why she doesn't use her first name. By the way, um, Asuncion Cummings is... Sonny Hostin's name. So Asuncion, the reason she uses Asuncion, they, they even asked her that day, why do you use Asuncion? She said, well, no one can pronounce it. It's exactly why Nikki Haley uses her middle name instead of using her first name, because no one can pronounce it. So it's, it's just stupid. As far as the As far as the Confederate flag thing goes... Nikki Haley did kind of defend that. She said, I think this is a bad, the Confederate flag, the reason the Confederate flag does mean the South. And to blacks, I understand it also means slavery because slavery was in the South. But the Confederate flag does mean those things. That's why the South still likes to fly the flag because it shows the heart of the Southern, of the Southerner. Not that they're racist and they're, they don't like um, black people or anything like that. Even black people like the Confederate flag because it, it shows the heart, the power, the determination of the Southerner. So a lot of, you can ask a black in the South what they think. and so A lot of them will say, and this was when this debate for the Confederate flag was happening, a lot of blacks said, well, no, it's, it's a nice flag because it, it means something. And when they talk about slavery, he goes, yeah, well, that was just part of it. I mean, the flag does have meaning. But one of the things Nikki Haley said was that this is a slippery slope. Because once you start getting rid of flags that represent the South, then you start getting rid of statues that represent the South. And we have seen that. They, it started out with Robert E. Lee, which is fine. Then it went to... Teddy Roosevelt, you heard the, the clip I played yesterday where the guy was saying, um, uh, they were saying that Abraham Lincoln didn't give, uh, didn't free the slaves. 
And now Abraham Lincoln, who never owned a slave, by the way. Abraham Lincoln is not a, a good person because he's a white person. They want get rid of George Washington, get rid of Thomas Jefferson. Those two did own slaves. So it, it, that's the problem. That's the slippery slope. Now, here's something that I'm, I'm just going to play a little up simply because it just shows how dumb Whoopi Goldberg is. And she's talking about, oh, well, there'll be others. There's Rick Scott and Tim Scott. They're, they're probably going to be running too. And then she gets confused as to which one is Tim Scott and which one is Rick Scott. I, you, I'll, I'll just let you just listen to the clip. And just real quick, I don't see her defining moment because I think it, it was always too late. The fact that we wait to have that conversation on the Confederate flag until a tragic, tragedy hit. To me, it was where she was on school choice, where she is on national security, her economic policies as governor. She's someone I could believe in. And Nancy Pelosi said the other day, yeah, but we deserve to have two strong parties. This is a massive listen, step after, up. It, it, we do deserve to have two strong parties. So, you know, Tim Scott... Black Tim Scott, yeah. right? Because there are two Scots, and I, I don't know how to differentiate them without a picture. Yeah. So Rick he's Scott and Tim Scott? Rick Scott and Tim Scott. Right. Tim Scott is black, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's about to run, yeah. announce his running. They're, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork, so don't, don't just settle. She's not my candidate, necessarily. Okay. I'm going to see the field shape up. Good. Jeez, whoopee. Tim Scott's black. And Rick Scott's white. Maybe she should have knew this before she opened her mouth. Look on your phone. The phone is sitting there. You guys half the time have computers in front of you. Look it up before opening your mouth. You sound like an idiot. But I think one of the one of the the bigger things we can look at with this is that all Whoopi say, sees is left or right. She didn't care if Tim Scott. As far as she's concerned, Tim Scott's white. She and Rick Scott could be. It doesn't matter. It's left and right. Tim Scott's a race traitor as, as far as she's concerned. That's the only thing that's really besides she's an idiot and doesn't prepare for her show. She truly believes that it doesn't matter your color if you're on the right. You're a racist, sexist, homophobe, white supremacist, bigot, whatever else comes in there, xenophobe, whatever, whatever else is out there. But as far as the flipouts, the big prize goes to, uh, when it comes to Nikki Haley announcing, is Don Lemon of CNN. Um, this is such an amazing thing that he said. I can't believe that this guy is not fired. I mean, outside of the fact his ratings suck ass, this guy also says just the most terrible things. So Nikki Haley did a... Uh, did a, not a press conference, but a rally. And she basically said two things have to happen. One, everyone should have term limits. Everybody should have term limits. House, Senate, President, everyone should have term limits. She also said that anybody over the age of 75 should have a competency, take, should be required to take a yearly competency exam. Now, I don't know, this for me seems fairly obvious it seems like maybe this should this should be a thing well she said something he uh, don lemon said something i would be really shocked if he did not apologize today let's listen i mean 
and notice Nikki Haley when she said that yesterday. Obviously, I dig it Biden, but she said 75 and up, so that would include Trump. Yeah. Elder statesman here. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime so for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for like child bearing or are you talking about the message, prime I'm just for being saying president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. OK, so I did this. I actually typed in, when is a woman in her prime? And this is the first thing that Google came up with. It said, the woman's media and pop culture are major contributors to the off-sided narrative that ages 30 through 39 are women's supposed prime, socially, professionally, physically, sexually, and emotionally. So what does that exactly mean? It means that Don Lemon... I hate to tell you, was right. Google does say that. Okay, now it does talk about other things. It talks about sexual peak. It talks about good health. But he did say the right thing. But nonetheless, that was extremely sexist. That was something, and you could tell by watching the video, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And... His co-hosts were just like, uh, uh, one of them, the gal on the left of him, was just like, I can't believe you just said that. But it was a sexist statement. And it, 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 by the way, Don Lemon, 56, not quite in his prime, according to him. By the way, his bi he's a big fan of Kamala Harris. She's 58. Reality, 51, which is how old Nikki Haley is is pretty prime for for being a politician. I mean, she's had enough experience and she's had a lot of experience and she has the wisdom that you only get through experience. I would never want to see a 35-year-old president because they don't have experience. Joe Biden, what experiences does he have? He joined the bloody Congress at 29. He was a bad selection simply because he didn't have that wisdom or experience. And then he can't talk too. So that's the other thing. By the way, all this crap about Joe Biden not being able to get a sentence out. Yeah, he wasn't able to do that at 30. So it's the same thing. But as far, I'm going to defend, I'm going to defend, I'm going to defend Don Lemon. I'm going to say, it was a terrible thing to say. I would have never said it. Even if I knew what this says. But Google's first result out of, let's see, Hundreds, thousands, millions, out of 1 billion, 150 million results, this is the first one they came up with, was that, yeah, between 30 and 39 is a woman's supposed prime, socially, professionally, physically, sexually, and emotionally. So he's right. So those other two broads on CNN, back the F off. As a matter of fact, 
I bet you he doesn't apologize. If he's going to go on there, he's going to type in exactly what I typed in. When is a woman in her prime? And then those broads can go blame uh, Google because Google said it. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I'm probably going to do a podcast tomorrow simply because I got more to say and I had more to actually say today. Hope you guys have a great time. Love you. This is G, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.